I've told you multiple times. Not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Hey, Marie Antoinette. Hi. Do I always say that? Do I always say, hey, Marie Antoinette? I don't know. I feel like I do. Like, I feel like, I feel like every time I say it, it's like scripted. Mm. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So this one is going to be a ride. Um, bear with me, ladies and gentle sirs. Um, <laughs> trying to take all my thoughts, put them in a basket, and I don't know, weave them into blankets. So I'm good. I just saw a show. They could be baskets. Like, why blankets? Because I want blankets. I want to cover myself. But baskets, like, whole things. Shut up. So I just oh saw a show, <laughs> oh and it was a really fun show. It was written and directed by one of my professors for my program at school and I really enjoyed mm. it. Um, but I'm also really tired. Um, it is the start of second semester and I have literally gone to like three days of classes and I'm already like, when's it time to drop out? Like, when can <laughs> that happen? When will that be the moment? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, ugh. I think the thing that's really getting me is last semester I had a class that made me want to get up every morning and go to school and mm. I didn't miss a single day of it every other class I had last semester I missed at least one class whether that was for reasons in my control or not but my Fuck one drag. <laughs> exactly oh my but my playwriting <laughs> class I did not miss a single oh my goodness I refused to miss this if there was only five minutes left in that class like if I knew I'd get there to only be there for the last five minutes I'd be like well hope the professor doesn't get mad at me because I will be there <laughs> to hear her say have a good weekend everyone in just that <laughs> And I don't have something that makes me want to get up every... Well, I kind of do, but it happens late at night. So, how are you doing, Sedavion? First of all, Sedavion is in a (laughs) 24-inch lace wig. Is it lace? It's looking a little hard front. That is not true, Marie Antoinette. Uh Uh-huh. His his hair is, like, (laughs) shining in the camera. It's kind of distracting. (laughs) You are making up stories, and you're doing that because the listeners intentionally you you intentionally are doing this because the listeners don't know if it's true or not. And I I like open and honest. It's you being in this wig right now, <laughs> looking straight in the camera, saying that I am making up stories. What are you literally? What are you talking to me about? Anyway, you. <laughs> getting wild y- y'all heard her say this is gonna be a ride she's right it's already started and it's bumpy anyway <laughs> i'm good and very very tired uh, extremely actually your semester hasn't even started yet so that's crazy are you you oh, have I been you doing trying to read me no you have been doing stuff for like you didn't have been it sort doing of sound like she was like your semester didn't even start yeah i'm pretty sure it did maybe there's subtext <laughs> um but yeah, you have still been doing cool. a lot. Okay. So I 
you, Sedavion likes to take videos of me. He loves to take videos of me. He's like obsessed with me. I like, I don't get it. I don't know if he's like a lesbian or something. I don't know. But I told him that he could come to my birthday party because there's going to be girls there in bathing suits. Please. <laughs> She's right. I am a lesbian, unfortunately. I mean, not unfortunately. But like... Not this. Um... <laughs> I was talking about this to someone at school the other day, how the lesbians have the best flag. The lesbians? (laughs) (laughs) Those people? Wow. (laughs) Whoa. People that the group of people that identify themselves as lesbians, the lesbians, yes, I did say the lesbians, (laughs) have the best flag, in my opinion. I think the colors... I think the orange and pink are so complimentary. I think they look so cute together. I'm jealous. Well, I disagree, actually. Oh. I think they are, have one of the worst flags, if I'm being honest. Are you serious? Are you for real? Because well, you know I hate the color orange. Okay, yes, but the way it looks in the lesbian flag is gorgeous. I think the flags with the best the flag with the best color is the trans flag. Like the colors are so complimentary. It just looks amazing. The orange for anything throws it off. Like, it makes it terrible. Listen, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know is what? This let, problematic? Me, like, let me this stop. Problematic? Let me stop while I'm at it. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> let me. <laughs> I'm going to let you live in flag. that. Just like a white square. I don't know if it's just like a white no. square or a black square. Do No, it's like, isn't it striped black and white? Like, prison jumpsuits there's a straight flag for real yeah i think it's just black and white stripes i need to get a bumper sticker for my car <laughs> straight pride i will hate crime you if you do this. straight <laughs> rights uh-huh uh-huh no right. i had to come out as straight too <laughs> we are the same yeah you're part of the community the community <laughs> not the straight community <laughs> the straight community I don't want to be offensive to the straight see, community see. at all. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. <laughs> no, I don't want to be offensive to the straight community whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it feels a little, I don't know. When you have a bunch of friends that are part of the LGBTQIA plus community, straight feels kind of boring. I'm sorry. Well, no, you shouldn't be sorry. You should be... Um standing at your truth because it's true it's probably <laughs> the most boring thing that could be someone's journey in life um i personally well first of all this is weird it's like the calls coming from inside the house like you're calling them out but like you know that means it's that like there's when someone's an mom calls them a bitch you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so it's kind of like <laughs> calls coming from inside the house it's really weird for you to call your people this way but i agree with you it's very boring not a truly <laughs> I can only imagine, though. I really do. No, I. I always feel so flavorless alongside my friends. And you are, yeah. Which is like fine for you, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, going back to Sadavion being obsessed with me, he took one of his oh. many videos, and I was looking at my face, and I was like, "Do I have one of those weird facial structures? I already yes. know I have like a really big head. Oh, but like, sorry, is continue. my face?" Okay, thank you. But is my facial structure also odd? Are you asking me or are you just like posing the question to the listeners who can't see you? They can't see me. I'm asking you. 
Um, Paint a picture for the audience. Okay. I'm looking at something that um, is reminiscent of the surface of the moon. I'm looking at... (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna kill you! (laughs) Wait, no, no, no. Okay, okay. To be honest, your facial structure isn't strange. What's the word you used? Weird? Weird. In the video, my eyes, they didn't look too spaced apart. But I think what made them feel spaced apart was my cheeks, because they felt very prominent in almost like a ghoulish way. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I was a ghoul. Okay, let me get into it. I'm going to describe some differences. Okay, so like I have like really prominent cheekbones, I think. Marie Antoinette has really prominent cheeks. Like, Like does that make sense? Yeah, like a chipmunk. I would say more like um like a yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would honestly do more like hamster. You know what? And that's not an insult. I think it's more like hamster. Okay. What's the difference? You sort of have like a baby doll face. Like the baby doll, like their cheeks are like abnormally large, but not like in a bad way, like like cartoonishly large. Like your cheeks are cartoonishly large and your eyes are far apart, but they're not like weirdly far apart. You know what I mean? I, I just, the picture or the video made me notice how far apart they are. And then they kind of like- Oh, you pull- just, like that, Just you just now noticed? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And oh, then okay. they kind of like pull at the sides a little bit. Um. Yeah. And your eyelids are hooded as well. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting. I think it's I don't know if it's just like my eyes or like if there's extra facial fat. What does it seem like? I think it's just your eyes. And from what we've described, I'm sure everyone is imagining something like the boogeyman, but it's just me. <laughs> <You're so annoying. laughs> it's just me today. We are not describing the Babadook, okay? I also think my face is pretty round. Sometimes I debate it being like a circle or an oval, but what do you think? I think it's oval shaped. You think it's an oval? Whatever it is, it is very rounded. I do think it changes. I think sometimes it looks like a perfect circle. And then other times you're like, oh, this is like an oval. Well, we're similar in that way. Our facial structures change a lot. And for me, you know, I I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, how, like, Marie Antoinette called me fat that one time. No, I didn't. And that is how he loves to switch the story. As someone who has a round face. We don't need to retell it. And his face looked round. I said that he looked adorable. I said that he looked adorable because I have a round face. That's the story you're going to stick to? Yes, because that is what happened. When I got in the car, you said I look adorable? Yeah, I was like, your face looks so round. It's so cute. I said something along those lines. She is trying to I have a herself. round face. This is what happened. You know, I hate rehashing and stories, I've explained but this is what this, happened. I've explained this, this same... is what happened. Okay. I got in the car, Marie Antoinette looked at me, and she said, you're... And then she took a pause, and she took her fingers <laughs> and made a round shape around her face and said, your face is round. And as I was clearly, very, very clearly offended, because I was a little... I was a little hefty at that time, a little heftier than usual. I was offended. Marie took note of that and said, it's adorable. Like, your face looks adorable. That's what happened. So she literally, I got in the car. She said, hey, you fat bitch. And then I was <laughs> okay. like, oh, my God. And then she was like, no, I mean, like, your ass is fat. Like, it's kind of the same energy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that round faces are adorable. I'm sorry that you were going through it at that time. 
Um, <laughs> I can give you some resource numbers <laughs> if you need them. I... Also, literally cannot tell the difference. I cannot tell the difference in yourself the way that you can tell the difference. You looked one thousand percent normal to me, but your face looked a little round. So you're like saying mine. then when you said my face looked round, my face looks round to you right now? Um, it doesn't look round right now. That was the only time I saw you and your face looked round, but I wasn't like, and his body looks big. I was like, <laughs> it's the Davion with the round face, and it's really cute. Mm. Y'all just. <laughs> Sound off of what y'all think it is, because I feel like to the normal average person, it's very clear. I also realized because I put my face alongside my mom's, because my head's like much bigger than hers. Much. And okay, thank you. I think we have like similar <laughs> length, similar length faces, but I think that hers is significant. <laughs> so Davion just held up an action figure <laughs> that sort of with a bobblehead. <laughs> Yeah, it is a bobblehead. Thank you, Sadavion. <laughs> um, but I think my face is also wider than hers. So mm. my yeah, it's I feel like there's a lot of room for space on my face as well. Because I have like a decent size I have a decent size forehead. I have a decent size forehead. They're gonna think this episode <laughs> is explaining facial structure. <laughs> um, <laughs> A decent sized forehead, the the cheeks. Decent. Um, in addition to them being like prominent, like the cheeks themselves, uh, they're also like high up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Jamaican. There's a lot going on here, and I'm analyzing yeah. it. I've been called average as an insult, like in response to someone complimenting me. I, I've heard she's just average. Um and then I've also heard just like really negative feedback. Um but yeah, I think ghoul. I think it gives ghoul. That's not the compliment I think you're <laughs> to yourself, but I'm gonna let you have it. I'm not trying to make it into a compliment. I'm trying to be really objective. Okay. And then <laughs> Everyone should live okay. their truth. If the lesbian flag is the better flag, Ugly. that's your oh. truth. Yeah. Your correct truth. Okay. Uh, would you like to restate last episode's question of the week? Me? Yeah. You want me to restate it? Sure, I can restate it. So last week's question of the week is, what is the benefit of having a college education? Okay. So I think that the biggest thing for me, um, because I've, it's kind of like the main reason why I am in college is the degree, the piece of paper, even though you do not need a degree to be successful, I 1000% believe that you don't need a degree to be successful. I know that it does help, unfortunately, in the world we live in and the economy we live in. So I think that's like number one for me. Another big thing for my friends that didn't go to college and kind of just went out into the world and are doing their own thing mm -hmm, and are doing their (laughs) own things. I think the thing that I hear from a lot of them is that you really have to be motivated to go out and do things on your own, like to go out and make friends, meet new people, start with hobbies. Like you don't have clubs, you don't have classes to fill your day. 
Um, you don't have just like a built-in set of people around you that are doing similar things in like your major or like other spaces where you share similarities with other people. And I think that that's actually a really big benefit that I get from college because I'm very introverted. And if I wasn't in a school setting, I don't think that I would be seeking out relationships. And I think that I'd be very, I think I'd feel very lonely. Um, and that's just because it's like really hard for me to reach out to new people. It's really intimidating. And I think college makes that so much more easier. I also think kind of going off of that, it gives you a little cushion. Um, it might feel like a terrible cushion, but I feel like instead of just, if you go it to college straight out of high school, that's what I did. I feel like you kind of get, instead of just getting spit out into the world, you feel like you have a second to buffer and think about it kind of like more time. Mm -hmm. I know for me, I definitely, I debated whether or not I needed that time because I know what I want to do. It's just me figuring out the exact plan to do it. Um, and college is kind of acting like a buffer in that way. But I think sometimes the other coin to that is that it can also feel a other little side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sadavion. <laughs> it can also feel a little aimless at times because mm-hmm. retweet. We've kind of had this conversation a lot, but the way when you're in high school, it feels really structured. You feel like, oh, I have to get my high school degree. We're all doing the same thing. We're all working towards the same thing. And then when you graduate, it's kind of like, yay, I'm, you kind of like, I'm an adult. I put that in quotation marks because I still consider people in college, like straight out of high school kids. I still call myself a kid. Um, but when you go into college, I know that every day of college, I question my money and what it's going towards. And all that good jazz. But yeah, what do you think are the benefits of college? That's a good question that I don't know the answer to. Um, I would say, you know, we've spoken about this, so we both know this, but very similar to you. I think a, a big benefit for a lot of people, including myself, is having it as like a buffer time. Mm -hmm. Um, I look at my life and I always have in like seasons, (laughs) sort of like seasons of like a reality show is the best way to describe it. And for me, I know that going to college was like a season that I needed. It wasn't, and I've said this before, it was never for me the education that I was looking forward to, which I feel like when I've said that to other people, they've been like, what, what the fuck are you wasting your time? Um, But honestly, my goal with college wasn't to come and, like, get my education, although part of it, a large part of it definitely was to get the piece of paper or my um, situation, the pieces of paper. Yeah. But um, because he shredded his degree. Exactly. (laughs) I cut it out. I made um, arts and crafts. But uh, (laughs) to snowflake degree I don't have yet. Yeah. To snowflake. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, too. I gave it to Marie. Um. I didn't like but it. I recycled me, it. Was, it. <laughs> Go to hell, bitch. <laughs> for me, it was more of um, this is something I need as stepping stones for the post-college future that I know I want. Um, and I think it. I think for most people and myself and you probably, it gives us time to really sit and think. It gives us time to... Um, plan 
properly plan if you take the time to do so. What I didn't expect as a benefit of college was the um, the social aspect of it that has benefited me. I think that is a huge benefit to a lot of people who decide to go to college. Um, the financial uh, responsibility it has forced me to engage in on a daily, hourly, minute basis. Um, that's a huge benefit. And I think that's it. I think the world wants us to think that the biggest benefit is the education and a future. Because for some reason, I feel like it is put out into the world that like, oh, you know, if you want a future at all, you got to go get some, some pieces of paper on a campus. But yeah. Yeah. I, f- I feel like even professors probably feel like the most you'll take away from school is not like in their classrooms. Um, most, of, I would agree. I feel that like most it's of them probably would. one of those unspoken things that mm-hmm. like we all know, but we never really like put word to, but yeah, I 1000% agree with you there. It's kind of like a little simulation and uh, sometimes it's not the moment, but yeah. <laughs> um, but that leads us into our topic for today, which is all about college. So I Hello. read this article from the Washington Post that was actually sent to me by a dear friend of mine in my freshman year of college. And that's because I was feeling so terrible, no good, very bad, horrible college days. Freshman year. It was a little rough for me. What friend? Just like my freshman year of high school. Oh. Because not we you both, names. <laughs> we're literally bleeping it. Um, because we both had similar freshman years, apparently. And it makes sense because we're both very similar people. Um, but we both True. felt the really lonely, isolating feeling of being on a college campus, especially with the really big school that we go to. And not this. And I think also aimlessness was a big thing for me. And it was a huge thing for her, especially because she had switched majors. And she also did theater, but she wasn't majoring in theater. So that also made her feel like it was one more thing that she was taking away from her normal. Um, But anyways, the article she sent me is about why freshman year is the most dangerous year when it comes to college in terms of dropping out. And um, it's called the hardest test of freshman year, question mark, survival. Um, So the key things that really stuck out to me in this article were um, the class transitions being difficult. It really is a choose your own adventure when you're in college and you really have to be good at self-managing and C's get degrees is a lifestyle. It it, it becomes a mantra for most, unless you're looking at grad school. And there was a point and I still might, I'm not saying there's any like definite decision on it, but there was a point where I was considering grad school. But, and then I talked to some grad school students and I was like, it kind of sounds, sorry, like you're um, paying to be tortured a little bit. I don't know, but that's kind of like what I'm getting um, here. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so right now it's not for me, but I do know that after I get my undergrad degree and go into the workforce, because most people recommend working before you get to your graduate degree anyways, um, that maybe that might change. I don't know. Um, 
So I think being able to manage your own work is a big thing. I think for me, I've always been motivated by different things. In high school, it was shows. I had to keep my grades in a certain place to be able to do shows. So that motivated me to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, in freshman year, I really wanted something. And I, um, in freshman year of college, I really wanted something. And I had to get good grades to have a chance at getting that thing. Um, so it really pushed me to like, I actually got like a little too crazy about like getting perfect grades in all of my classes. And right now, I don't know what it is right now. I think right now I'm just playing a little game of how much, how (laughs) many semesters will it take for me to get my GPA back to the GPA that I started with? Because the thing about college is it is so hard to raise your GPA and it is so easy to drop it. Get an A minus, you will go from a 4.0 to a 2.5 in two (laughs) two seconds. So sick. So I'm playing a fun little game of how to how long it will take me to go back up with the GPA that I came in with. Um, I also think making friends and getting to know people and professors. I've been really lucky in the way that I haven't had any like huge classes. Um, and it's just because in the BFA acting, it's naturally smaller in the theater building. It's just like a smaller community in general. And Mm -hmm. I haven't taken a class probably above like 35 people. And I know that I wouldn't do well in like a really big lecture hall. So that um, is really nice. And it's also helped me to get to know my professors. I feel like I have pretty good relationships with like a solid amount of my professors. But making friends, terrible at it. I'm so bad at it. (laughs) Um, And I refuse to join any clubs, um, which is a whole thing (laughs) in its own right. Um, And then also... Uh, more structured exploring. Sometimes it could be overwhelming to have so many options, which I feel like is especially true for my college. The campus is huge. Possibilities are endless. So especially if you don't know what you, you want doing to do. A commercial? Is this a paid sponsorship for your college? No, I'm saying if your major's undecided, <laughs> it makes it harder. No, I'm not doing a paid sponsorship. <laughs> Um, possibilities are endless Sedavion what do you think about this list I think I agree freshman year is probably the worst for most people not just for dropping out or changing your major for things like that but in general honestly my freshman year wasn't my worst year of college however I could see how it is for most people because most people I know it was their worst year. Um, freshman year was tough, mainly in the social aspect of it for me, similar to you. Well, actually not similar to you because we both struggled with making friends and being social, but the difference was that you like had that desire and I didn't. And um, also, another difference that's kind of sick and twisted wait, why, is why that he waiting? has a solid group of friends, and I don't. Isn't that kind of just, like, malicious of life to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I thought I was being attacked for a second. And I sort of was, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it was. it was unique. But I didn't have a solid group of friends until, I would say, the 
the beginning of the semester is what I'm going to say, which is I'm in my junior year. He's old. Um, second semester of my junior Do you want to... I didn't have a song. Sorry. Go ahead. Deep eye roll. But um, yeah. Yeah, I would say it's it's heavy. I didn't really... I was, I was, let me finish what I was saying. It's heavy on the struggle for social aspect, but I didn't necessarily struggle until later on in college academically, which was interesting because I know that wasn't, Mm -hmm. that isn't the average or normal experience. You think struggling happens earlier on? Yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's more of shock. I see. Yeah. Like yeah, what yeah. you were talking about. Like you could get, you could have an A in a class and like get a B on one assignment and then get an A on everything else. And bitch, you're ending that class with a B. Like somehow the math doesn't work. And your GPA but drops you it like could, it's hot. <laughs> literally. It likes Snoop Dogg. But you could like do really poorly on like your first ever exam and like have a C in the class, but get 100% on everything else going forward. And you might end up with a C minus like the math. It just doesn't make sense. You know I mean? It mm-hmm. really just doesn't add up. So I think there's a huge shock for that academically for a lot of students. I think the larger classes, people who don't, cause I think most theater programs and acting programs and colleges are smaller um, but for people who aren't in small majors, which I feel like is most on a liberal arts campus, the shock of like those huge classrooms can be a lot for people. Um, a lot, I feel like in that aspect, a lot of people don't get to make personal, um, relationships and build personal rapports with their professors, which they might have easily done in high school. Um, and I didn't really have that struggle, but I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. So I agree with the list, sure. Um, you you mentioned this a little bit, talking about switching majors and stuff, and you've actually had a really interesting experience with college. <laughs> I feel like my experience has been pretty straightforward. I kind of, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's really interesting that I feel like I had to start doing when I got into college, kind of like changing the dials on a radio to try to find the right station you know one that's not staticky you have good service and everything good signal it's really hard for you um okay thank you <laughs> thank you sedavion have <laughs> applause for sedavion thank you because he wants no, attention letting, so bad I'm just letting people know this red know hairbrush you want to be me so bad <laughs> um <laughs> um anyhow I kind of just tried to change things to give myself things to be excited about, like getting a job at my school's planetarium and stuff. So nothing crazy. But Sadavian, what has your experience been like um, in college in terms of like majors and thought processes and all that? Well, I thought that I came in like knowing, first of all, when I think it's most colleges, because we had a similar experience with, you know, just hearsay, but like a lot of like my first year counselor, um, all of my academic advisors were like, 
Also, don't be afraid. Like, 99.9% of people change their major like 50 times before they graduate. And I was like, that sounds wild. And that is not going to be in my journey in life. Absolutely not. That's far too much. <laughs> um, and it was my journey to an extent. However, I think a little bit uniquely, mine was always between the same like two. Um, I came into college as a BFA acting and political science double major. And while, I, while, you know, in my first semester, I was like, oh, my God, I do not need to be doing theater anymore. I'm going to try to get through this, really, through this really quickly. I was like, I do not need to be doing theater anymore. So I dropped my theater major. I was just a political science major. Then um, later on, I was like, mm, okay, I'm kind of missing theater in my life. Um, so let me pick up a BA in theater acting. So that was a BA acting and political science double major. And then I was like, wait, I really like this theater thing. And political science is getting really, really hard for me. And I was not expecting that. I don't know what I was expecting. Not the point. So I was like, okay, let me just drop the political science. So I dropped the political science. This is my third change, I guess. So I dropped the political science. And I was like, wait, no, I cannot just be a BA theater <laughs> the major. story is killing me. Okay. So I was like, I need to be back a BFA acting major so i went back to bfa so this is my fourth change and i was like bitch i'm sitting here doing just bfa acting theater hello can i pick up something else i need a hobby i need a job so i picked political science back up this is my fifth change then mm -hmm. i dropped theater once again because i was like oh my god i'm bored like can we wrap it up dropped that for a while i was still taking theater classes but i dropped it for a while and then i talked to someone and they were like you already have more than half of the theater requirements to be done with theater. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll pick back up on BA. So I picked back up. So now this is my sixth. Am I on six? I don't even know. I lost count. So now I'm a political science BFA. I mean, political science BA acting major. Then I went for like two more semesters and they were like, you're almost done with theater BFA acting requirements just do it so now I picked it back up and now I am exactly where I started which is a BA political science and BFA acting double major which is really wild um because the political science part of it's really demanding and BFA also has a lot of requirements you know as majors do um but also, you know, how theater is demanding when it comes to the time department. So, mm -hmm. um, we wish you luck. <laughs> Hang in there, baby. Please. Good luck, Charlie. It's Christmas. Uh -huh. <laughs> Don't miss your flight. The movie. Literally. <laughs> um, that is crazy. I can't imagine that. I, I think a lot about what my alternative majors could be. I'm like, ugh, geology or like weather and atmosphere, mm -hmm. astrophysics. That is happening in a different dimension. Oh! I, 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 I think it's happening in a multiverse, um, in the multiverse. Um, the I one think next maybe door. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> a few of the different versions of me are doing astrophysics, not this one. I think if I wanted to wire my brain for math. If I really wanted to do it, I think I could. But at this point in time, I don't. So I won't. <laughs> I don't, so I won't. But things I could see myself doing at this point in time. I mean, I'm not going to because theater is like, <laughs> I'll get into that in a second. Uh -huh. um, but like geology, 
paleontology seems like really fun. Um, archaeology, weather and atmosphere. I really love the earth. So any, any one oh, of those. Oh God, I hated that sentence. I do. I, I know, but like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> grow up. <laughs> Here's something that I think is interesting. We both know or have ideas of what we want to do in the future. Like a lot of people in college, it's always so fun when they're like, what do you do? Uh, you go to blank, blank, blank. Oh, that's a good school. What do you do there? My school personally, it is known for its STEM programs. We have like a really good partnership with NASA, engineering people, and then maybe the business bros, right? <laughs> so so and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I do theater. And they're like, and I'm like, Oh, I do um, the uh, acting. Um, <laughs> oh, you like musical? Well, I, I actually, I can't really like sing and dance. So I just like do acting. Oh, you? Oh, so what do you want to do with that in the future? Be an actor? Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Like in the movies or on the... St- wow. And that's your goal? Wow. You know, oh. it's that... <laughs> that conversation it's the saying it under your breath it's the like yes i have a class where i roll on the floor and i play different animals and it probably doesn't make any sense to you and uh, i don't think the amount of money i pay for anything at the school let me be very clear makes any sense but the classes the amount of money that anyone pays (laughs) at any school makes sense let's be clear but yes word to that um but the classes to me they like they, they do make sense what I'm doing. Um, but the thing for acting, regardless of whether I went to college or not, acting would still be the thing. I've had this really interesting journey um, where I constantly tell myself, I did it from the first day of starting the BFA this semester because our BFA is only a three-year program. So I started in my sophomore year. Mm-hmm, thank you. Where <laughs> I... I'm sorry. Can we like pause it here for a second? I'm sorry. I hate to give you that to edit, but I heard like a noise, but I think it's gone. It might've been on my end. Cause I heard it in like some of the recordings too. So I just wanted to like give it a second to phase out, but yeah, I'll just pick that up. Yes. Okay. Um, cause so we, st- our BFA program is a three year program. So we, I started it in my sophomore year this year, but I always find myself saying, Oh, I'm gonna, I just, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if it's the lifestyle for me. <laughs> and that is, that's because of a lot of things. That that That's because of a lot of things. I really do love it. But there's also so much that comes with it. And then it just, the fact that that doesn't deter me, because I always say it, but I know that's never going to be a thing because I know that acting is the thing. I think recently this year, um. Oh, I know college. It's like I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna find myself. I feel like that's kind of been. I don't think it's been finding myself because I don't think I was lost. But I think it's been being able to define myself a little more in ways of like in the way that I've done it. Reach. Been like I learned my correct Myers Briggs type, which was very very helpful. It sounds really silly because it was only one letter off. I thought I was an INFP and it turns out that I'm an INFJ and that's only one letter. You're probably like, what is the big difference? But I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, 
because INFP felt like a little more daydreaming, head in the clouds, like still really like cares about people and will fight for like what's important to them. Um, But also I don't think that it described the caring about people the way that I care about people, which I feel like is a little more in line with the INFJ personality type um, and the just like caring really deeply for everyone. And I think personally, this also goes back to my artistic voice. I find my artistry in giving voice to other people. And I really like to listen to people's stories. And I have this, I think this is actually a bad habit of mine. I don't like taking up space. This has, this is actually really interesting because the Davion and I, we went back to our high school's alumni day. And I think that was a great example of me not wanting to take up space. I didn't want to speak if I felt like I was going to trample on someone else. Um, and that's both like physically and just like vocally in a room. I, I didn't, I never want to try to like cut people off. I never want to um, be in their personal space. And I think that that is because I want everyone else in a room to shine. Um, I like listening to people's stories as well. I feel like a lot of people don't like to just sit down and listen to people talk about themselves, but that's actually something that I really enjoy. Um, and I feel like acting is kind of like my own personal love letter to people because I love to sit down and learn everything that there is to know about a person. And since I'm intimidated by big groups of people, I feel like the most intimate way possible to do that for me is through acting. That kind of went into a tangent, but... I have a question. Yeah. Because I don't know if we've ever said this to each other. Is no, that no, no. The this way... is very new development for me, so I've never is, said it to you before. Is that the way that you've, like, defined your artistic voice, like, for a while? It is, and I think I've refined it into the getting to know someone one-on-one -on -one, the way that I do that with acting is like the best way for me to do that and give voice to someone other than me. And I think there was a lot of things that helped me do that, finding my personality type and also having a conversation with uh, one of my BFA professors. And he pointed out this thing. He said to me, because we had to do these things called auto dramas where we like dramatized our lives or some part of our lives. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how to describe myself. I was like, it's not that I don't know who I am, but I just don't know how to capture that. I don't know how to tell other people. And he said that it was so interesting that I struggled to do that for myself. But these are his words. These are his words. Not trying to hype myself up. Got, got to get that disclaimer. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to quote it as much as I can. Um, but he said, it was so interesting that I can't do that for myself. But all of the characters I played seemed to have a lot of depth to them. Um, but continue, continue, what, continue with your train of thought. Hey, the reason I asked that is because ours are like practically the exact same words. We like, have had that conversation before about how they are very similar. Yeah. My, the very first time, <laughs> this was born out of a little bit of stubbornness, but the very first time I was asked that question, you know, our professor in high school asked us that question for a specific mm -hmm. project. Which is the only reason and, I think about it. Yeah, and... I remember I gave an answer and she was like, just so you all know, your artistic voice will change. And I remember being like, mine won't. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, is it still the same one? Do. 
It is the exact same, the exact same words. I, I will never forget. Um, I'll just say my, when I was asked, I said, my artistic voice will forever lie in giving a platform and a voice to people who don't have one or can't give themselves one. And I still like, I feel like I use that as like a daily, like mantra, like an affirmation. Mm-hmm. I still stand by that. And I still like, feel like I work towards that every single day. And this is going back to a little something you said earlier before that I agree. Well, first of all, I have to commend you on actually answering when people ask them dumbass questions, because <laughs> you're right. You and I are very clear on what we want in our lives, what we want in the future, what we want tomorrow, bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm bitch. I'm as clear as I could be. I know. Absolutely. I know the journey I want in life, but whenever someone at, let's just get the elephant out the room. I know my majors don't go together. Okay. I know it. I'm aware. (laughs) And I don't need every person pointing that out to me, but they always want to be like, Oh, what are you going to do with that? Girl. And every single time I say, you know what? I'm not exactly sure right now. And I think it's interesting that you actually answer it because I don't know. I feel like that speaks to how, although we're similar in our, idea of our futures and how we navigate our life. We're very different on how we express that. I, I'm not comfortable telling people like, I want to be an actor, not because I have shame around it, but because mm-hmm. of my own sick mind, <laughs> I, I'm not going to answer bitch. I can tell you exact. I can tell you what I'm going to do the day oh, before I, I graduate from college, but I'm oh, not going to tell you. <laughs> so I just, I thought that was really interesting. I think for me, I think we, we've also talked about this just like, yeah, how you we had this conversation just the other day we're very similar in the way that we're kind of like a little to ourselves we might seem a little closed off but like sometimes when people approach you you're kind of just like (laughs) like okay like bye now um and and you kind of don't give them more than that but if people specifically ask me i answer I think it's similar to that. I think I kind of stand loud and proud in it. I get it a lot at the planetarium. And I joked with my mom about how I love lowering people's expectations because, you know, (laughs) everyone at the planetarium is like an astrophysics major. So I love when they do the whole thing and they're like, and um, I'm guessing that everyone here at this desk is astrophysics, right? Right? Aerospace. (laughs) NASA. (laughs) And, And then I love when someone looks around and they're like, yeah, that's the pretty well except for marie antoinette and they're like what are you doing and i'm like theater and they're like oh <laughs> i always think it's so funny i they love disappointing them they break oh. their necks they're like oh, oh. I love disappointing them. and then i love the i love the subsequent um what are you doing at the at the planetarium of all places they were just hiring people off the street <laughs> the energy is so funny people that don't know to say i'm here for community service (laughs) for ordered community service that's why i'm here yeah it's yeah going back to the our voices thing and i also think a good thing another distinction between that is you specifically want to give voice to people who don't have their own that's also a big thing for me i am so much louder as a person when I'm standing up for someone true. else rather than myself. Were, oh. were you just saying true to being loud? Yeah. <laughs> when I'm standing up for someone else <laughs> rather than myself, 
um, other than myself. I do think that for me, I want to give everyone a platform because I feel like a lot of people, most people feel really unimportant and not special. And I think that everyone's really special and I want everyone to feel that. And I think that comes from a place of me oftentimes not feeling like I am. And every time I feel something negative, my train of thought is I want other people to not feel that, which Mm. going back to the INFJ thing, I think it really, again, really helped me because it really helped me to dissect those things about myself and kind of just like create patterns and everything. There is this speech that Viola Davis has. Beautiful, beautiful speech. It's her Oscar acceptance speech for Fences. And she said, she thanked August Wilson for, um, I believe the verbatim quote is, um, so thank you to August Wilson who exhumed and exalted the ordinary people. And I that think is that very correct. Yeah. I think that sentence right there captures what I want to do in my work. Is college necessarily a part of that? I don't think I would need college for that, but I will say that right now I'm in a show. Um, it's a show. Can you put the Hannah Montana, like, woo sound effects right there? Like the cheer. <laughs> Please, please, I'm so serious. Please do it. Um, so maybe I was editing this episode if you can't tell. Um, but it's a show that I wanted to be in for a while. Um, and this is the first time it's happened. It's not the first time that I there's a show that I want to be in for a while. It's the first time I've gotten into that show. Um, so it's kind of like one of those things that feels like a little surreal. Um, but it it's just such it's the best reminder in the world of why i want to do what i'm doing and it's also another benefit of college one thing that i like about college for theater is you're kind of guaranteed shows in a way well i know that some people mm-hmm. still won't get cast in shows but i don't have to go and hunt and pray for every audition the people that i'm competing against the pool is like much smaller and i don't like the word competing because nothing feels competitive at my school, which is another thing that I really love. But the people that I'm going against... Must be nice. I know. Toxic environments. I'm sorry. I'm genuinely (laughs) sorry for that one. Because we do not feel competitive here. Smaller pool. So I do appreciate that. And just the fact that I'm doing this show in particular, it's like really, um, really, it's like one of those teenage girl ensemble shows. It's really special. Um, Mm. But Yeah, I feel like we kind of went into, like, the things that we're in college for. But I feel like that was a good thing. Yeah, because I I don't know. I think it's important to hit on how college fits into our our journeys and how it might not necessarily align with what we imagine for ourselves. Because I think that that might be a thing for a lot of people. But there's just, like, a societal pressure to go. Like, I know that you had specific goals when you went into college do you feel like you're accomplishing those goals how do you feel about them at this very moment as a junior oh that's that's a lot uh, <laughs> i feel like i've accomplished them in the opposite way that i thought i would but they are accomplished 
Oh, explain. Um, I came into college. The first thing I was like, this is when, this is the time that I'm branding myself as Sedevion Newell, mm-hmm. the creative um, being that I want to portray to the entire world. This is the very start of that journey. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, in my mind at that time, it was you're starting over, like you're starting anew. Because mm-hmm. I felt like that was what I needed. But I was wrong and right in the in a weird way. I was right that this is the time that I'm sort of starting the starting my life. I know it's weird and I know not everyone might relate to that or even agree with it, but it does feel like college was the start of my adult life, my adult career, my family life. It felt like the the beginning of a lot. However, I was wrong about the fact that everything else was before and this is now. Every single thing that had to do with my life as a creative, personally, my family, my friends, my personality, Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. those things have played like probably the largest role in this new season and chapter of my life. That's what the Instagram girlies call it when they have a birthday. They're like season 21 episode one. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm about to. And then in the comments, it says, happy birthday, Rachel. Stop, Rachel. I love you so much. Happy birthday. You look gorgeous. Uh, Dress is so anyway. cute, babes. You're uh-huh. glowing. Uh-huh. <laughs> On the same note, but a little different. Another goal of mine was to... um. Not only rebrand myself, this is what I'm saying, sort of on the note, but like different, not just a rebrand, but a recreation. I felt like I could do anything, which is still true. I felt like I could change my personality to be whatever I wanted. I tried to change my name to what I wanted, which I later figured out it didn't work, but that's a That was an interesting moment. I love your, I love your first name. I do too. I do. Um... I thought it was like the time to change and that was wrong. It was the time to further develop. And I don't think I realized that I, like I that. genuinely thought like, this is, this is my moment. I'm about to, nobody here knows who I am. And I'm, I literally get to tell them and create mm-hmm. the life that I want to experience here. I think people, I think a decent amount of people have that approach. Yeah, and I don't think it's a good one. And I think uh, yeah. I learned that the hard way. I, yeah, I think that I've never been about redefining. Um, mm-hmm. But specifically just because I feel like that takes some work and talking to people and telling them who I now am. I think the biggest mm-hmm. change I went is insisting that I go the biggest change that happened for me was insisting that I go by Marie Antoinette that was Mm. a really big thing for me because in high school it's always happened my mom was always like you should introduce yourself as Marie Antoinette and I do um and before I like did it because like she said I should but now I do it because it's something I want to do um in high school when I introduced myself as Marie Antoinette 
probably for like a month or so it like continued but and then it fizzled out into marie it happens mm. a lot most people in my life before college if not all call me marie and i'm fine with it sometimes it does get to me a little bit but it's if you say my name like repeatedly if you're like marie marie do this marie 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 then i don't know why but i think it's because when people at college who i've explicitly asked to call me marie antoinette <laughs> i think it's just that clicking just because when i hear them calling me marie like repeatedly and i specifically ask them not to it just like you know um but i think Usually, I always get the question, do you prefer Marie or Marie Antoinette more? And I'm like, whatever you're most comfortable with, because it really is that for me. And some people love the Marie Antoinette because they love the drama of it. And some people, they just want to chop it in half because that feels like too much for them. It's like a kind of like a long name to say out loud. Um, This year was the first year, and I don't like being firm in things. Because again, going to alumni day, which I want to talk about alumni day. Going to alumni day, um, I, oh goodness, what was I saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. I just like wasn't firm in anything. I wasn't (laughs) genuinely blank. Oh, oh, I, um, how I just like could not. um, (laughs) Yes, it is. is. How I could not butt into the conversation. I, this was the first time that I was firmly like Marie Antoinette. And if people slipped up, I said, please call me Marie Antoinette. And I think that goes with the more defining myself. Kind of just, yeah, this, I, again, I didn't feel like I discovered myself because I didn't feel like I was lost. I feel like I had a good understanding of who I am. I feel like I'm just broadening it. I feel like I'm broadening it and I'm deepening deepening it and, I think before I was like, I'm different and it makes me feel terrible. And I think in college it's been like, I'm different and I'm going to live in that truth and it's going to make me abnormal and people are going to look at me weird and people are going to have their own thoughts. Um, And it probably is a little strange, but it's how I am. And when I say I'm weird, I do genuinely mean like in ways where I'm just like a little withdrawn as a person. Um, and I think that sometimes people just like, <laughs> I think it's hard sometimes for people to understand because I think it makes them think that I just don't want to be around them or I don't enjoy their company. But I, the way I kind of describe it is I always need to come back down to earth. I'm, I, my feet are never planted firmly on the ground. That's kind of just the mindset that I'm in about 99.9% of the time. Um, And I think Marie Antoinette was kind of more about stepping fully into who I am because that is my legal name that is on my birth certificate. It is on my driver's license. It's in my passport, all my legal documents. It's on the school roster. Um, And I never introduced myself as Marie Antoinette before because I was like, oh, why bother? Such a long name. Um, You know, like, and I remember as a kid, I did it because I'm like, they can't pronounce Antoinette. And when I did it, they called me Marie Internet for like a brief period of time. And they thought they were so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Not the giggle. (laughs) They thought they were so funny. This was in, um, this was in elementary school specifically. Um, But fully embracing Marie Antoinette, no matter how, uncomfortable it might feel to say and how silly it might feel out loud sometimes 
is more about me fully stepping into it. And I want to look in the mirror. I remember I asked my mom the other day, I was like, do I look like a Marie Antoinette? It's such a peculiar name. And a lot of people, (laughs) when you look at them, you're like, they look like their name or they don't look like their name. So I want to look in the mirror and I want to say that I look like a Marie Antoinette. So it's more of that. (laughs) I get told I look like a Susan. Huh. I wonder who would say something like that. <laughs> wow. Um, no, I think you're right. The name thing is, it was rough. But I think you said you weren't about redefining. And I just thought, like, it is not about redefining. And for me, it was more about refining than redefining. And I didn't learn that until almost too late, I feel like. I think I learned it in the good a, a good amount of time. At the right time, mm. I'll say. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. You kind of had like a goal to go in and control your image a little more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm airing out. I'm letting loose. And I'm kind of <laughs> just like, if they think this I'm sounds weird. sounds wild. I know. I'm like, if they think I'm weird, I'm just going to live in that. I, Yeah. Just starting to live in it. And I'm smiling mm. right now because it's ridiculous. You but. sure are. Ear to ear, girl. <laughs> um, ear to ear. <laughs> what was it like? I think this is my last question for you. What was it like going to alumni day in college? We both agreed that we don't really see the benefit of going to it after you've experienced one semester of college, mm-hmm. um, which is like, which is you what go to alumni do. day. If you went like right after you graduated from school and you like, well, went we will straight not, into not know what alumni day is. Explain it. So alumni day for our school, it's specifically for our major. Cause we, we were at our art school and we both majored in theater. <laughs> Um, people that graduated as, you know, as early as the class that graduated the previous school year, um, to as far back as like 20 years ago, um, anyone is welcome to come as many people as would like to join, they could join. Um, they come to the school and they talk to the juniors and seniors who basically ask advice about college and stuff. And I have also realized uh, last semester that all that stuff, talking to colleges, like even at the big thespian convention that we have in our state, going and talking to college booths, it is all very unhelpful because I just think that there are some things, just like when people are like, what's the best advice you have to give to me for a college audition? And everything I have to say sounds so cliche, but it is like, honestly, my truth. I think there are just some things that people have to live. And I think that you can help them out with certain aspects, but I don't think that it helps when you start telling people about things that they have not experienced yet. Like no matter how much you think you could put yourself in the spot of it, you probably can, but sometimes it's so jarring that you do just need to experience it. And what I am telling you now, while you sit in your high school seat, not even thinking about half the things you think about as you're when you're a college person, it just doesn't apply. I found mm-hmm. alumni day significantly more helpful when I went after having only one semester of college. And I wasn't there to tell other people what that semester was like, because it was terrible. <laughs> um, I was there because I have FOMO and it was very helpful to listen to what the people that had been, they just graduated from college or they graduated from college 10 years ago and see how their lives were. Um, it was really helpful to hear advice from them then actually being at that point in my life but anyways with all that said what was that experience like for you 
Sedavion and I, first honestly, of all, oh. we can't go anywhere together. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I just needed to no, I just needed right. to preface it with that. Uh, <laughs> you can get into it now and you can explain why we can't go anywhere together. <laughs> <laughs> Not this. I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, he's gathered. Honestly, it was terrible. I wish <laughs> I didn't know. Honestly, it was terrible. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've been out of high school for three years now. Has it been three? It has. Almost three. Almost three years. And you're 45. Which means there have been three alumni days that I could have attended, I believe, right? Is that right, Matt? Yeah, this was the third one. Yeah, you attended one out of three. Okay, well, the first one, I was like, what the fuck do I look like coming back and telling them about mm-hmm. something that I've barely experienced in the year of COVID, the year 2020? T-H-E-E year. I was like, I look, I would look goofy. Then the second one, I was like, no, I'm not going. Once again, I would look goofy. I don't have anything to tell them. I don't want to waste their time. This third one, I was like, ugh. You know, I also, i not going to lie, I also wanted an excuse to do something else with Marie Antoinette before I left, like, just to hang That's out. That's so sweet. I'm about to throw up. Please don't make me say it again. I regret it. <laughs> Please don't make me say anything. Here. But genuinely, I was like, I want to do something fun. And I was like, okay, should we go? And it was a whole fiasco. Like, I, I got know. off of work. I had to get off of work a little early as well. Like, it was a lot. It was a lot. I'm so happy he asked because I was not going to go. But, it, of course, it was my dream to go to one with Sedavion. Like, I wanted to do that. I wanted to go to uh, last year's with Sedavion. So, him being like, are you, like, thinking about it? I was like, if you're going to go, I'm going to go. <laughs> and, honestly, the only way I would go with to it is with Marie Antoinette because I don't like anybody. Oh, <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Not this. Not this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I worded it wrong. I'm not really friends with anybody else that I went to high school with. (laughs) (laughs) Not a single other person. Like, I can't think of one. You hear that? I'm his last and first choice. (laughs) Exactly. See, you're optimistic. And that's what I like. (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, okay, this might be cool afterwards actually at the beginning i was like oh this is why i was never gonna come to this two previous times because while i was there while i was in high school when we had it i was like this is so stupid and pointless and the years after when i could have went i was like that was that would be so stupid and pointless if i went and when i went with marie Antoinette, i was like oh right this is stupid and pointless (laughs) so overall I think it was some romperoon buffoonery, some fucking foolishness <laughs> that I will never engage in. I already told you the only time I'll engage with in the future, and we don't need to say that on the pod, but yes. <laughs> I think it's so funny. If you guys are wondering why it was uh, buffoonery, it is... <laughs> in addition to the inf- like the information not being helpful, a lot of Information people- in quotes. A lot of people repeated the same thing. They also mm-hmm. kind of blanketed their school experiences to everyone. So it was like even the dropouts. Because... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, because my classmates were so loving and supportive, my advice would be to stay in connection with them. Now, I one thousand percent say don't burn bridges, but I don't think that your high school experience was universal. Um and I feel like they were... Can I also add something? Oh, sorry. Continue. 
Oh, d- kind of just also in that same vein. They also acted like all their college environments were all similar. Like they would say things like, and you're never going to have this experience ever again, nowhere ever again in any other place <laughs> in your life. And I was like, okay, but like my BFA class people are like some of the most loving people I've ever mm-hmm. been in a group of so okay uh but yeah you go you go i was just gonna add not only did they blanket their experience which was like the dumbest thing you could ever think of <laughs> but they also like i'm just about to say they were lying <laughs> like they, <laughs> i'm just gonna say they are liars like they are genuinely they were just not sitting there were lying because we don't need to say names we don't need to say what class but there were class there were people from certain classes that were speaking about things that i was there to witness for their class mm-hmm. in my class i'll even say the people in my class and they were just lying like i'm i was sitting there like i was there why are you sitting here lying to these People who are trying to go to college, they were sitting there talking about, you need to love these people. These are going to be the best people who ever meet. You need to turn around and hug your neighbor. You need to um, be friends with the people that you have stupid, petty problems or drama with. Bitch, I was there when you were talking about you wanted to kill her mom. Like, don't sit here. Don't sit here trying to act like you're above this just because you're 20 years past it. They were sitting there lying just to try to... I don't even know what the point of it was. I'm getting so heated again. (laughs) I need to calm down. (laughs) I need to calm down. I was getting so mad. I was just so mad. They were just lying. They were saying stupid shit that didn't help anybody. And, oh, there's nothing I can't stand more. I've said it. I know I've said it on this podcast. I can't stand nothing more than a bitch who just talks to talk. And I say those words on a regular basis. And I'm not joking. Besides myself, Marie Antoinette, and maybe one other person that we were both really interested in their responses because they were mm-hmm. just really cool and funny and yes. whatever. And they also were. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Um, besides them, every single bitch in that room was just talking to talk. And I think this was one of the long, like biggest panels, I don't know, that I've ever seen. There were so many people that, you know, usually the years that I experienced it when I was in high school, it was not a lot of people. But for some reason, there was so many bitches at this one who just talked just to fucking talk. I'm like, bitch, you came here just to hear yourself and to <laughs> allow people to sit back, to allow an audience of people to sit back and listen to, watch you listen to yourself speak. And I don't like you for that reason. I never met you, but I don't. <laughs> like you Ugh, okay, I think I'm calming down now. So sorry. I'm so no, sorry. I think I'm I calming down. down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, it was just, it was, it was interesting. I also don't think I'll go right back, but just because Again, I, I'm there mostly for FOMO. I don't think that it is helpful to people. I guess the idea of it is nice. Um, and also, I am just so not figured out yet that when I say things to, when I was saying things to people, I was like, sometimes you're going to feel like you don't have it right yet and you're just going to have to experiment and it's going to feel weird, but that's the T. And again, that's one of those things that you don't understand what it means, I feel like, until you're in the midst of it. Like, you're like, okay, sometimes things might not feel right. Like me going to NYU, my dream school, <laughs> and I can like actually afford that. Like, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, So it's those <laughs> things that you just have to feel. <laughs> um. And let me also just add, Marie, Marie Antoinette said that she, you know, she doesn't have it all together. That's not unique to the fact that she is early in college. There were bitches there 
who graduated high school in 2010, graduated with a master's from college, grad school in 2000, uh, let's say 18, and them bitches didn't have it together, but they wanted to sit there. I guess I'm not calm. They wanted to sit there. They wanted to sit there. They wanted to sit there and act like they did. I wanted to, I'm not going to say what I wanted to do, but you know what? I think for the future, <laughs> the heads of the program, they just need to invite alumni back just to talk and have fun. It does not need to be advice day for college because they have never, nor will they ever provide good, beneficial feedback or answers to questions that these people have. It's exactly what you said. You have to experience it. You just have to. If you don't want to hear it, you want to be like, bitch, I have a question and you need to answer it because you've been through it. That's what you want to hear, but you're not going to get it. Because mm -hmm. what I tell you and what Marie Antoinette tells you and what all 50 of these other dumbass oh, <laughs> these, these people tell you, these alumni <laughs> tell you, is going to be the probably the opposite of what you experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I'm officially calm for real. Not this. Um, really, I know I said last question. I really just wanted to hit on living situations really quick. Um, oh, I just yes. don't feel like I got the full scope of it. Living situations in college, I kind of hate it. I remember when I was still uh -huh. in high school and Stavion was in his first semester and him just talking about how he had to move in the dorm and then how he had to leave. And I just dreaded that. One of the things I hate most in this world is moving. I hate, 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 hate moving. And the fact that I have to do it so much in college, my dorm right now, I should be ashamed of myself. And I am very ashamed of myself. <laughs> and it's a good thing that I don't have like, I don't know, friends to invite over to the <laughs> dorm because it's not friend prepped. It's that I still haven't let my suite mates in because it's it's a it's a hot mess. It is garbage. Um, okay. And that is because I don't want to unpack the boxes. So there is just and it's not just like a bunch of boxes laying around, but it is a hot mess. Um, my posters aren't on my wall. There is some other stuff on my wall, but um, that wasn't in the box that uh, and that it, that that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Um I do have my NASA calendar up again because I can function go. without her. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but no, goes. it's Peter really Major stressful. Obsessed with space. <laughs> and right now I'm trying to figure out my living situ situation for next semester. I'm like, should I do? We have like student apartments, but apparently they're also kind of dorm-esque because they still have RAs and they are more expensive than if I were to get a place outside of the college city um, that I commuted to. But I also... Funds are like really tricky with like being able to pay rent because my job is only part time. And I honestly don't think that I can take on more hours um, or like get like a completely different job, like to be able to. Ugh. The biggest problem is that I can't put my tuition towards like and not my tuition. I can't put like my scholarships given to me directly by the school towards housing outside of the school mm -hmm. and that is why dorms are more convenient for me at the moment because i can take that scholarship and put it towards a dorm um but i can't take that scholarship and put it towards an apartment <laughs> they really be trying it mm -hmm. um living you are out of the dorms now um what's what's happening What's your experience been? What's your journey? I live in an off-campus sort of apartment, like a studio apartment. The story is there used to be a hotel that was like, it was off-campus, 
but like not really. I feel like you know what I mean when I say this. I feel like college students know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like there are things that are obviously considered on campus, but like the surrounding area isn't necessarily considered on campus. But bitch, every fucking student occupies every bit of that space. So it's just technically on campus. I digress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I there used to be a hotel that was sort of off campus, but really close. So on campus. And um, the hotel shut down. So my school owned the land that the hotel was on and decided to turn it into like an apartment, but like an off-campus apartment building. So that's where I live. And it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's convenient, but it's not first choice. But also I'm not about to be paying fucking $5,000 a month to be staying in no fucking one bedroom shoebox. So I'm content. He looks like he's in a La Quinta right now. <laughs> a Marriott. It used to be a Holiday Inn. Like, hello. <laughs> and it looks it. I look at uh-huh. the hotel painting on the wall. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It doesn't look like a home. It looks like a place that you have key card access to. And you do. You do have key card uh-huh. access. Um, you do. Very bad. Let's get into speaking of space. Let's get into the black hole. Oh, that was a good transition. You ate that up. You ate that up. It felt forced to me, but thank you. (laughs) Okay. So for today's uh, black hole inquiry, this is another one from Am I the A-Hole? And if you don't know what that is, it is like um, a whole r slash thing on reddit um and people basically give scenarios and then they explain a situation just like i'm about to read out loud and then they ask if they're the a-hole in the situation or if it's something else um a factor like no you're okay this one's pretty interesting um am i the a-hole for calling out my adoptive parents for not helping me with college tuition when they did help their biological children. All right, let me get into this. I'm 17 and the youngest in the family. I was adopted at the age of four. My biological mom was best friends with my adoptive mom, and she adopted me after my biological mom passed away. Any reference to parents below refers to my adoptive parents. I have three older siblings. My parents covered their college tuition in full and then covered law and medical school for two of them as well. The other siblings didn't go to grad school. They also gave them a stipend to cover living expenses. I talked to my parents about college and what help I can expect. And surprisingly, they told me there won't be any help because they don't have money left after they paid for my siblings. I wasn't expecting a similar level of support, but I was expecting some kind of help. My mom told that my bio mom didn't leave money for my college, so I'll be on my own. So I asked if this is really about money or if this is about me being adopted and not their real son. They were offended, but reassured me that they genuinely can't afford it after they purchased a condo for my sister earlier this year. And it takes a few years for their finances to recover. So it's just my bad luck that this coincided with me going to college and there's nothing they can do. I called them out and told them that I'm not buying this explanation at all, and they wouldn't be doing this to me if I were their biological child. My dad reminded me that I'm acting in in an entitled way and should instead learn that we don't always get what we want. He told me that most parents can't fund their children's college tuition, and I'm acting like I'm entitled to a tuition-free college when I'm not. 
But my point has been about being treated unfairly compared to my siblings. In the end, they told me they don't really need my permission or approval to support any of their kids. And I just need to accept that this is their decision. I said in that case, they also need to accept that I believe I'm being treated differently because I'm adopted and their answers have not been convincing. They told me I'm being an entitled brat. Now I fear that I may have overstepped and indeed, maybe I am being an a-hole. Um, what are your thoughts to Davion? That is, that's a lot. But um, I guess specifically picking apart the favoritism to their bio kids versus their adopted child um, and also just college finances in general and the excuses the parents gave. What are your thoughts? I have so many thoughts. The main overall thought is that, first of all, this is very sad. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine being in this situation. I don't want to say it's sad, but because, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm pitying them at all, but it, it, I would feel really terrible if I was in this situation. Um, and I, as an outsider, obviously you don't know for sure because you're not in it. You don't know all the background information. As an outsider, it definitely feels like they are being treated differently for base, just basically the financial aspect alone to save money for two children to go to college. Even people who are very wealthy and well off and rich per se have to be very specific about that because you and I and anyone else who's went to college or is in college knows how much money that is. Mm -hmm. It is very expensive. So I'm going to assume that they have been fortunate enough to have some form of wealth and that they also had the ability to save for every single one of their children. I couldn't imagine saving enough to pay the full tuition plus some to buy apartments and get stipends for all the extras for, for, for two of my children. But the last one has to wait in my mind as a parent, if you don't have enough money to pay for all of your children's college in full then take what you do have and split it between the three of them and the rest you all will figure out together. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense to me that it was like, I only had enough to save $50,000. So one of y'all, the first one I guess gets to get it. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing, the fact that they have to figure it out themselves, there's levels to this because in order to figure out them for, in order for them to figure it out themselves, my mind automatically goes to student loans. Student loans, everyone knows, are solely based off of your parents' income. That is Mm -hmm. what it is. So if they had enough money to pay for two children to go to college, buy a condo for one of their children, and also give them stipends for their living expenses and others, I'm assuming they have a lot of money. And with that in mind, the other child will not qualify to get a lot of money in student loans, which just puts them in a terrible situation. It's really bad. I don't think they're an asshole for calling them out. I do think it's very unfortunate. And I do think them calling it out might result or could result in some, what is it called? Residual resentment, maybe, Um, Mm. which is very unfortunate, but I don't know. I hate, I hate this. I hate it a lot. It's very sad. I know. What do you think this? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I agree with everything that you said. It does feel like even if it's not 
an intentional thing, it does feel like there's some subconscious thing there. Because mm-hmm. uh, I do feel like, sadly enough, I do feel like if this was one of their bio children, then it would, they'd be like, if there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of throwing the towel in, even if it's like, I know, like, we didn't get, like, the full story here. Maybe there's more. But if they're even just, like, putting your heads together for what you can do or just, like, brains, you know. Um, Cosign alone for me, ho. Do something. Yeah. I feel like the whole you got to figure it out on your own. That also, that also, if it's an unbiased reflection of what actually happened, it's really backwards to help your other children so much to be so involved. And then for your last one to not even offer some solutions to how this can Mm -hmm. be done without just forking over the money to pay for all of it to just be like, well, time to get out the brainstorming map. (laughs) buddy. Um, what do you think that this person should do? That is a very hard question and a good question. Um, I think, unfortunately, no matter what, the relationship is going to be different forever. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing they can do is, first of all, figure out, which I'm assuming it is if they've gotten this far, um, figure out that college is really for them and make sure that that is it. Mm-hmm. And then if that is the case to do everything in their power to find resources for themselves to help and not involve the parents at all. Cause it seems like they have sort of chosen. I don't want to say it's weird to say it this way, but I feel like it gets the point across that they've chosen their side. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, not everyone has the same mind as me, but especially in this sense, but I always, not always, but a lot of times I use people who have done me wrong or doubted me or have lacked in helping or supported supporting me. I've always used that as inspiration and motivation to like push myself forward. And I think, I think if you are that type of person that that could help, it could definitely benefit you to not keep that in the back of your mind as a grudge, but sort of as a push forward. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing this despite not being helped at all by so many people you thought could help you so much, you know, could help you so much, but actively chose not to. Um, and I think you'll be more proud of yourself if you have to take on this feat by yourself and be successful in that. What do you think? Um, I think I definitely agree with everything that you said. Um, it, it's gonna suck. It's gonna be really bad and really painful in the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. it will get better. And I think it is also really important to find a trusted older figure who can help you out and they're not tied to your parents at all or, yeah. Um, I am wishing this person luck, sending lots of love and to anyone that's in any similar situation. Um, it really does suck. But I think a really big thing that Sadevion said was the being proud of yourself at the end, like the fact that you made it through, like not, not even the fact that you had to go through it, but the fact that you made it through on the other side, you don't have to have liked it at all. But the fact that like you did it, um, 
Yeah. With that, do you want to introduce us to our question for our next episode? For yes, everyone I, to ponder? Yes, I do. First of all, let's set the mood. I need everyone to wait for this question. Listen to this question. Put it on a chair and sit on it for a week or maybe two. You know, I really want you all to think about this. The question is, has shame made students less social it might sound a little confusing but i think if you dissect it you might you know find some answers find some some things (laughs) marie stop making that face (laughs) (laughs) uh and with that we will see you in the next one thank you hoes bye we made it through we sure did